The Max Level Podcast for February 10th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, and BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. On with the show. The following episode has been paid for by the New World Order. Wait a second. No, it hasn't. This is Max Level. This is Level Down Games. And the Oscar goes to Parasite. Parasite has six Academy Award nominations and is the first film not in the English language to win Best Picture. So who ended up winning last week? I think uh, was it Kyle that ended up being closest on the uh, the Super Bowl guessing game we did to start off Max Level. I think it was him. I think he had the numbers backwards. Yes, uh, he didn't carry the one or something like that. Yeah, the the one was on the wrong team. You yeah. and Frank ended we up did. being correct with your uh, selection of the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Myself, Sean and uh, Kyle, who, if you're noticing, yes, this is a two person show this week. It's just Dan and myself. We're having some issues. But uh, as they always say in, in the business, the show must go on. So it's just the two of us. But uh, yeah, myself, Sean and um, Kyle had predicted that the 49ers were going to win. But Kyle came really close with his uh, with his score. He just had the one on the wrong team. I think he said it was going to be 31 to 20. And I think it ended up being like 30 to 21 or something like that. Right? I forget exactly what it was. I think that's what he did. Now, now, if football football was like hockey and only played like three quarters, then you guys would have won. But Kansas City waited until that fourth quarter. Uh, 21. That's 21 points scored in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. In the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just absurd. Which they did a lot this year. Yes. You can never count them out. They waited till the fourth quarter a lot in this past season. (laughs) Yeah. I I guess that's the best way, right? Just save your energy for the fourth quarter you, you know you're down by a few points you'll, you'll get that back are they the new comeback kids then like they took it from the browns i guess i mean i guess so. i mean they literally came back i think every game in the uh, in the playoffs the yeah yeah they, they did they did and uh, now as we record this on february 8th it's saturday afternoon we're not recording in the morning like we usually do i'm actually sitting here watching the uh, inaugural game of the uh, reboot of the xfl the uh what is it the seattle dragons currently up on the dc defender six to three it's uh, it's been an interesting experience as I watch this with no sound, trying to figure out the different rules and that kind of stuff. But it's been entertaining so far. I probably will watch the XFL. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys will as well. Yeah, yeah, I plan on watching it. I'm uh, intrigued. I mean, I watched it back in the day a little bit as well. So, I mean, it's it's always more football. Who can complain about more football? Back when he hate me was the star <laughs> yes, of the XFL. He hate me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But if you didn't know, (laughs) this is Max Level, a weekly video game podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. For those just joining us, welcome home. Max Level is a breakfast powwow between normally five friends. This week, it's just the two of us wrapped up in an all-purpose gaming show. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Ark of Alchemist and Ori and the Blind Forest for campaign games. From there, the coronavirus has been all over the news as of recently and it's going to end up having some severe impacts on the gaming industry. 
We'll jump into exactly what's going on and what we can expect over the coming weeks and months due to this global outbreak. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us this week, it's Dan. What's going on, guys? No special sounds, because Sean's not here, Kyle's currently at work, and Frank is dealing with some weather, as I was earlier today. That's the reason why we had we did have to delay the, uh, the recording of this episode. So the weather has been kind of shitty across the nation. Uh, yeah. Dan, you're dealing with some snow down there as well at the moment. And yeah, it's, tornadoes. It's actually- right yes snowing and tornadoes yes (laughs) tornadoes a few days ago we had like six confirmed tornadoes touching down luckily you know everybody's good you know down here wasn't as bad as it could have been but it's yeah and and then it was snow flaring earlier today it's crazy now i wonder if there could ever be a snow uh like a snownado or a tornado in a snowstorm oh i don't that would be insane right (laughs) that'd be crazy (laughs) oh my god so hopefully wherever you are out there in the uh in the in the world if there's bad weather your way hopefully uh, you're, you're staying safe, stay indoors if need be. Obviously, we've been dealing with some some significant ice up here in Northeast Ohio that have just been closing everything, man. It, remember, do you remember those ice storms we used to get when we were kids? And like just how eerie it is once the ice storm is over and you go outside and like you can hear the wind blowing through the trees, but the trees aren't moving like it's it's such a surreal sound. That's the big thing here down in the south is we really don't get snow. You get the ice. And I remember the first few years we were down here. I remember it icing so bad. I think we tried to go out to our cars and our cars were literally iced shut. We could not get into them. It was insane. That's how Jessica's car was on Thursday when she tried to go to work. They actually. Um, Wednesday night, because, you know, that's when the ice storm was starting. I kept going out there and, like, actually opening her doors so that it just wouldn't, like, keep, you know, being completely frozen shut. It's been a mess. It's been a mess. Luckily, like, the main roads were okay because people still driving on them causes the ice not to build up that much. But uh, back roads and side roads were horrendous. So it was it was rough. But, yeah, stay safe out there. The weather has been kind of brutal over the past couple days. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for all of our content. Unless you live in Vegas like Kyle, where it's fucking 70 degrees and nice all the time, which which I sometimes miss the weather. But then again, you know, in about two more months, he's going to be dealing with 120 degree heat. And I don't miss that at all. (laughs) I also don't miss the crazy expenses. (laughs) Dance with the Dead. Don't forget about them. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. And of course, do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. And uh, thank you guys so much. We actually had a lot of positive feedback on last week's episode. It went over really, really, really well. I saw we were charting uh, number six, I think, on on Podbean's top ca- nice. podcasts for the uh, for the leisure category. So we definitely definitely doing some some positive things in the uh, in the podcasting scene. And it's all thanks to your guys' support, obviously listening to us week in, week out, supporting everything that we do. And every time we stream on Twitch, anytime we're doing anything, you guys generally have our back. And that truly means a lot to all of us. So thank you so freaking much. And obviously, as you heard there at the beginning of the show, a huge, huge, huge freaking congratulations to uh, Bong Joon-ho for winning Best Director at the Academy Awards last night. And of course, his movie Parasite winning Best Overall Picture. Uh, Super, super major achievement for being the first non-English movie to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. So hats off to them. 
hat's on right there. Means it's time to jump into some campaign games. Now, I will say, I had planned on talking about some Warcraft 3 Reforged this week. Uh, I've been putting a lot of time into that. Okay, so it looks like the one point is on the two-yard line, the two points is on the five-yard line, <laughs> and the three points is on the ten-yard line. So that's how they do it after a touchdown. Interesting. A getting sidetracked there because, the, you know, the DC Defenders just scored, and I was trying to figure it out. Like, how do they get the one, the two, and the three? So it looks like the DC Defenders are choosing to go for two points because they're lined up on the five-yard line. That makes sense. Okay, I get that now. Yeah, they didn't get it. They got sacked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was talking about Warcraft 3 Reforged. I wanted to talk about it this week because it's been getting so much press, generally negative press, but I prefer to do so when either Sean and or Kyle are on the show. And I know for a fact that Kyle will be back next week. Uh, He's just at work this week. Usually there's one, sometimes two Saturdays where he does have to work. You know, he does work at a hospital, so he's out of his control. So... He will be back next week. Uh, Sean will also hopefully be back next week. So if we can get both of them on there, they have a lot of experience with the original Warcraft 3 and can talk about why Reforged is getting so much negative uh, press. I myself have been playing it. I have been disappointed, but I'm also very disappointed in the game that I do want to talk about this week, and that is Ark of Alchemist. Uh, This is a new game coming from... Idea Factory International and Compile Heart. And I'll start this off by saying that generally, Dan, I'm a huge fan of Compile Heart. And I, I know you're not like versed in a lot of like the JRPGs or Jap- even, I guess, Japanese game scene. I know you're more yeah. uh, Western side of things, American side of things and shooter side of things. But for me, when I play a game, what I what my heart really prefers and what I desire are Japanese experiences. That's where a lot of my gaming from my childhood was rooted in and I've still carried that through to this day. But I generally always enjoy what Compile Heart is doing. You know, they're the studio that's behind the Hyperdimension Neptunia. You know, a lot of times you hear Frank make fun of the, the the names of Japanese games, but, you know, he'll come in here with some some weird like he just mixes everything together. But Hyperdimension Neptunia is is a great series that I've always thoroughly enjoyed. I did enjoy Death End Request. I did enjoy Fairy Fencer F. All these games being made by Compile Heart. So generally, every time they announce something new outside of the Hyperdimension Neptunia series, I get kind of excited because it hasn't there's never really been one that I would consider bad. They're either average or sometimes surprisingly good. And average is oftentimes enough for me to enjoy a JRPG because that's my favorite genre. So going into Ark of Alchemist, watching the trailers, reading about it, it sounded very interesting. The description for Ark of Alchemist on the official website, it says an endlessly sprawling desert riddled with machines. Small countries dotting the land. They say there was a time when this world was known as the planet of water. In order to compensate for depleting resources, humanity developed alchemy. However, supply dwarfed the raging demand. To to capture resources and keep their loved ones alive, numerous wars were ra- uh, uh, numerous wars were waged. Sorry, and so nearly all resources were consumed, and the loved ones had perished. Humanity was spent. Much like the sand dunes piled by ceaseless winds, despair grew within the hearts of 
of the survivors. Soon, humanity was on the brink of extinction, its fate all but sealed. Then one day, the people remembered an old legend passed through generations. Within the desert of beginnings, there slept a great power capable of saving humanity. The identity of this great power is unknown. What if, however, it truly did exist? It was not beyond the realm of possibility for something to sleep within that endless desert full of mysterious machines. The small nations each sent a team to investigate the desert of beginnings. One by one, each team was wiped out or forced to withdraw. Machine dolls, the great work battle weapons, rumored to be the guardians of the great power, they have taken many lives. Even then, humanity still steps into the desert of beginnings. The search for salvation continues. So when they released that description, I was like, this actually sounds kind of interesting and it sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm not even into JRPGs and it sounds pretty cool. Right. And then when you start the game, it actually is very reminiscent of like a war game. So, okay. you know, they're talking about like uh, the this this great war that just demolished this uh, planet of water. And obviously it's supposed to be Earth. Earth is basically a planet of water. What are we, 75, 80 percent water on Earth? Yes. The one thing I kept from high school. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously this this planet is obviously mimicked after Earth and it shows like, you know, B-52 bombers flying overhead and like skulls littering the landscape and this this broken down building. It looks like a scene out of like a World War Two movie or what you would expect World War Two looked like had we been there over in Europe. Like it just um, or, or better yet, Dan, did you play Resistance on PS3? I did not. Resistance, a game by Insomniac Games, one that I do hope comes back at some point the opening reminded me a lot of like what the imagery of resistance fall of man looked like okay so i got kind of excited i was like man you know because i heard we talked about last week on the show the metacritic was it like a what a 49 so we yes. were talking about you know about how bad it was and i wanted to know why i see this and i'm like man why is this getting such bad like press why is this doing so bad because the opening movie's cool the game sounds cool but it sucks <laughs> <laughs> and that's was- shocking when you told me that earlier it's shocking to hear you say that because i know how much you love jrpgs and like you said even if they're average the passion and enjoyment that you have can usually you know help you enjoy the game more even if it's just average yeah and i think we're getting to the point now where compile heart is going to have to change their formula they're gonna have to redo some things their games are showing their age they're they use the same engine for a majority of things So, you know, a lot of their games are based on the same type of stuff and it's showing its age. I mean, they've been doing that for the better part of 10, 15 years now. So the game really does look like a glorified PlayStation 2 game and graphics never bother me, but it does take you out of the experience a little bit when the gameplay is also so bad. Like if if graphics are dated or pixelated or whatever, a lot of times that's actually really cool. But as long the gameplay has to be strong in order for that to balance itself out, if the gameplay also is weak or not enjoyable graphics being bad just add to the disappointment of the overall experience um the soundtrack is actually kind of cool the music does alleviate some of the you know the bad experiences that the game has at least shown me and i'm only like two hours in and i can already tell this is going to be something that i'm probably not going to finish uh i'm probably going to play just enough to and i feel like i've already played enough to formulate an opinion on a review but two hours is not enough to give this game i'll probably push through and man I might push through and finish it I really might because what I've heard is that the game can be finished in like six to ten hours oh wow, I might okay. I might I might be willing to suffer through six to ten hours worth of a game just to finish another game for the game challenge first of all but <laughs> true 
in Fair order point. to um, in order to actually formulate a, a complete opinion for this review, because I do want to give it a fair chance. I can just already tell this game is not going to be good. The combat is awful. Like it's, it's repetitive. It's it's not turn based. So it's it's action RPG style. So for, for fans out there that are familiar with the genre, think Star Ocean, think Tales of, think um, anything like that, where, you know, you're not having to go into turn based battles. You can see the enemies on the screen. Think ease. So you run up to enemies and you just start attacking and there's only two attacks. But what I noticed that as soon as the game started out, I was already hitting for like 2000 and 3000 like attacks on these enemies that were going down in like two seconds. What? So it feels it feels like I'm jumping into the middle of a game. It doesn't feel like I'm just starting out. Like I'm already feeling like I'm severely overpowered. Uh, enemies are completely pointless. They're so easy. And it just, it, it, it's not a fun JRPG. JRPGs are fun for me because they follow a lot of the same formulas. You know, obviously they're trying something different here. They're they're trying to, to take this in a different route. And, you know, sometimes you get lucky and it works out well. Sometimes you don't like this one. There's just a lot of flaws and there's so many better options for those that are looking for an experience like this. Last year on Max Level, I talked a little bit about a game called Crystar that uh, was published here in North America by Spike Chunsoft. Arc of Alchemist reminds me a lot of Crystar in the way that the um, the the game has you exploring like these areas and the combat is actually very similar. But Crystar features a and I actually jumped into Crystar this past week because I I was. Trying Trying to like I was when I was playing Ark of Alchemist, I was like, this really reminds me of that. So I went back and played a little bit of that. And yeah, I was totally right with what I was thinking there, you know, but Crystar has a much more intriguing story about despair and about it's the one. I don't know if you were listening to Max Level last year, Dan, or not. But if you remember me talking, it's the one that featured a like a little um uh, a girl who cries and she is able to like purge these memories from purgatory from all these people that passed away by crying. Yeah, I remember you explaining that. Yep. And it's such an interesting concept. And in order to enter purgatory, she literally stands in front of a mirror and slashes her wrist like it's it's a kind of a dark, gruesome game. But it is very similar like combat wise, very similar to what Ark of Alchemist was trying to do. And if you're looking for something like that, I'd, I'd say go play Crystar. Don't waste your your time on Ark of Alchemist. There's so many, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake is coming out in literally two months time. This podcast goes up on February 10th. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake is on April 10th. Like there's so many better options for a JRPG out there that I think even if you actually were interested in this and played it, you'd probably forget about it shortly after finishing it. Uh, it it's nothing that is going to stick with you. It, it's just and I'm really disappointed in that. I'm hoping this is not going to be something that is the norm for Compile Heart moving forward. If they actually like if the next hyperdimension Neptunia is the same way, then I'm going to lose all faith in them. So I'm hoping that uh, that this is just like a, a one off. Oops, we screwed up type of a thing. And then it'll be back to, uh, you know, their normal stuff soon. I don't know. I'm hoping. Well, and you hope that they pay attention to the bad ratings and stuff that it's getting. And, they, you know, it's kind of a wake up call. Like, all right, we need to change some things up here. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, I'm looking on, you know, obviously I'm, I'm looking on Open Critic right now, which has a little bit more reviews than Metacritic. Uh, looks like there's how many are there here? I can't even tell. But uh, 14, there's 14 reviews on, on Open Critic and it's sitting at a 44. Wow. But uh, there's two positive reviews and all the rest are like one out of 10, 20 out of 100, like just one star. <laughs> like it's, it's gotten very, very bad press. But the fact that it can get up to a 44 is because there's one website that gave it like four out of five stars and said that it's, you know, even though it's flawed, it's fun. Disagree with that. But, you know, that's that that's person's opinion. So, um, but yeah, Ark of Alchemist, I I would say avoid it if unless you're desperately looking for something else. But there are so many other options out there for a game like this that, man, just choose one of those because it's just <laughs> this just wasn't worth the time. This was not worth the time. But the other game we're going to talk about this week is totally worth the time. Uh, Dan, you have been putting some time in over on your Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash crazed D11, K-R-A-I-Z-D-11. Get that quick plug in there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Quick plug. Ori in the Blind Forest, an older game. Not Well, I guess I shouldn't say older game, but a couple years old now and still one of the better Metroidvanias to come out over the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, if you notice a theme here, uh, it seems like I'm playing a little catch up from these great games from two years ago. You know, did Hollow Knight not too long ago. And now, yes, I have jumped into Ori in the Blind Forest and talk about tugging on your heartstrings in the first like five minutes of the game, watching that opening scene. It's beautiful. Uh, oh, it's it really is. Dude. I'm sitting here just like just so focused intently on my TV seeing where where are we going with this and i was like starting to think i'm like oh no that's not gonna happen oh my god that did happen and it's like like you could just feel your eyes watering up a little bit and i'm like i'm gonna cry on stream it's gonna happen <laughs> it's absolutely gonna happen i came for the tears the other day and there were no yeah, tears and i was disappointed I, I did have that in the title because i figured at some point i was going to you know have a tear roll down the cheek i mean most likely at the end uh, yeah, i think well, is, yeah. is when you're gonna happen um it, it's gonna hit harder on that point but yeah, man, what what I like about Ori and it did come out. I had to look March 11th, 2015 was oh, when wow. it released on uh, PC and Xbox One. So it's uh, this is going to be its fifth year um, in, in literally next month. Uh, and, and what's crazy is that the uh, the new one comes out March 11th, 2020, literally on its fifth year anniversary, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. But Ori and the Blind Forest, the reason why it is my favorite Metroidvania game of probably the last 10 years is, first of all, because of the soundtrack, which was done by uh, Gareth Coker. I think he did it a phenomenal job with some emotional ambiance style music, but also the art style. The art style is very vivid. It's very colorful and it feels like you're just getting to explore this storybook perfect world when it's not perfect at all, like in terms of the story that's going on. Exactly. It is like you said that the soundtrack as well, like it really adds to the emotion that you're feeling. And I mean, it just it hits perfectly. And I just yeah, it, it's it visually it looks good. I like, you know, it's a 2D, you know, but you got that 3D effect to it. You know, you kind of see things going on like kind of closer to you. Um, it is. It's visually it, it's great. The soundtrack, uh, like I said, it really helps build that emotion that you're feeling inside. And it just it really hits the uh, head of the nail every time. Uh, I'm only as far. I just beat the first uh, tree. I just finished the water tree, I think is what it is. Um, I just did that. And that took me quite a few runs to finally get out of there. Uh, 
so I'm excited. You know, I love the 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 difficulty. You know, it's not too hard, but it's it's just enough to kind of get you to rage a little bit, and I like that. And uh, so I'm very excited to finish this up because I heard. I think you've told me it's not too long. I know I like to. You'll notice if you ever do get to drop into some of my streams, I do like to explore a lot, and sometimes that slows me up. I you know I again I I, I try to strive for that hundred percent or whatever, and I think sometimes that is my downfall. But I just I love to explore i'm looking all these nooks and crannies why can't i get here let me figure out how i can get to this area because it's just a really great design game and i'm absolutely loving it nooks and crannies are you are you thinking animal crossing in a couple uh, months or next know, month right? already yeah, i know i can't believe that's gonna be here it's so yeah, close we're literally like uh, a month and a, a week away and uh if rumors are to be believed we'll be getting an animal crossing direct next week which would be so exciting but uh yeah so you do play games very similar to frank where you know frank Frank likes to explore everything in a game and go for that 100 percent completion which is why you know he doesn't get through that many games at a time and it really does slow you down because a lot of times you know you'll go exploring somewhere but there's nothing there so like what what's the point (laughs) well i remember you dropping in one of my hollow knight streams and i finally i knew i needed to go beat those the the mass areas on the map i needed i know i needed to go there but i was just still trying to explore things and i remember you dropping in one of my streams and was like you're finally gonna beat this damn game you're finally <laughs> yeah. gonna do it yeah you put way more hours into uh, it than uh, you needed to uh, yeah i know and i'm still i think i'm only like 85 percent, so i i would still want to drop in there and try to 100 uh, percent or 112 percent, i believe is what 112 percent is what you can go for at hollow knight yeah that's but crazy. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned hollow knight because you recently did just finish that and you jumped into ori and the blind forest uh kyle you know his favorite metroidvania of all time uh is axiom verge which not i guess i shouldn't say of all time but it might be of all time but like of the last 10 years is uh axiom verge which is one that i probably would recommend you checking out next yes i believe i have it i, I keep a little notebook next to me and i know you guys suggested a bunch of games uh guacamelee is another one i started i will like to finish that and i believe they have a second one as well yes both of those games are great as well so yeah those all all in the metroid genre but comparing hollow knight and ori which one do you think you prefer so far <sighs> i man i really love uh but i guess the ori is is tugging on the heartstrings a little bit more than hollow knight is so i guess as far as like a emotional standpoint i, I think i'm enjoying ori a little bit more but i still loved how it, it's a close one too it's so close because they're such great games um I would I would say the the edge is Ori and I'm only you know I'm only I like I said I only beat the first tree so I know there's a lot more uh emotion to come so I probably will that'll be my most favorite out of the two. See that's that's my my preference as well. I I, I go Ori over Hollow Knight even though I think Hollow Knight is such a fantastic experience. Yes. Um I, I can't remember exactly how Kyle I I know Axiom Verge is number 1 for him but I can't remember which one he preferred more uh Ori or Hollow Knight. Uh what I, what I like about Ori which was developed by Moon Studios as the sequel is going to be, which we're going to talk about here in a second. It was inspired by the Lion King and the Iron Giant, which were two like phenomenal like animated movies back in the day. Oh and, yeah, growing up, you know the Lion King had some super emotional moments. Obviously, you know, spoiler alert: the the movie came out in 1994. <laughs> but uh, you know, when when like Simba's father passes away, uh, I, I remember crying as a child when that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and for them to take inspiration from these emotional animated movies 
movies like that. I, I mean, they, they did a really good job with Ori, and I'm so glad that it is getting a sequel. And like I said, comes out literally on the fifth anniversary of Ori in the Blind Forest, March 11th, 2020 um, is going to be day one with Xbox Game Pass, as all Microsoft games are now. So you'll be able to play it uh, either on Xbox One or on PC. And I'm so excited for this, man. Like it, it looks Blind Forest was amazing, but Will of the Wisps look like it looks like it just takes that formula and ramps it up to 11 and it just looks like such a better game. Yeah, I, I've watched the trailer and that's why, yeah, I want to uh, get done with uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. That way, day one, I want to be streaming and playing uh, the sequel. Yeah, and even though I'll be playing it myself, you know, for sure, I'll be over there watching because I want to see your reactions as well. Uh, that's always fun for me. That's what I used to love when Kyle would stream. I like I like watching people that I talk to on like a daily and weekly basis. I like watching their um, their reactions to these games because that's fun for me. But what what I like about this is that Thomas Mahler, one of the lead developers over at Moon Studios, you know, there's a uh, Genardiri Coli or Cora, I think is how you say it, like Corol, sorry, and Thomas Mahler. And he commented back during an E3 and said that for the setting, the standard and the vision of the game, what they're trying to do with Ori and the Will of the Wisps, he compared it to what Super Mario Brothers 3 was to the original Super Mario Brothers. So they're comparing Blind Forest to the original Mario Brothers and then Will of the Wisps to Mario 3, which, you know, Mario 3 was leaps and bounds better than the original Mario, took so much and was just such a better freaking game. So if they can do that. Oh, my God. If they if they can turn Will of the Wisps into like the Mario 3 of the Metroidvania experience, holy crap, am I excited? It's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, like obviously this and and Kyle and I literally I, I wish he was on the show this week. We were just talking last night about how crazy March is literally in the span of a week. Okay, sorry, not a week, nine days. We have Ori and the Will of the Wisps coming on March 11th. And then on, I guess, four games for you, because then on March 17th, MLB The Show comes out. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Thunderdome winner, baby. And then on March 20th, we have Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. So literally, uh, that's all in nine days of each other. That's good. I mean, we've been kind of waiting around, you know, January and February have kind of been slower. So it's nice. We're going to, you know, weather's going to get nice. You know, we're getting in good moods. We're going to get some good video games to play. I mean, what more could you ask for? Puxatani Phil said spring's coming early this year, man. Uh, Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, how often is he right? What is the percentage of him being right? Never. (laughs) Exactly. That's a part of the country, Ohio. I mean, you know, I mean, it just depends. Well, Ohio has all, as as you know, from living here, as I do for for the longest time, uh, Ohio experiences all four seasons in a day, usually. So we're uh, getting a little taste of that. We're down here, man. I mean, tornadoes, snow flurries. What the hell's going on? (laughs) What the hell is going on anywhere (laughs) in the world? Yeah, who knows? man it's it's been crazy it's been it's been absolutely crazy but yeah or the blind forest go check out dan streaming that over on twitch uh you know hopefully uh you'll probably be wrapping that up sometime the next few streams i would think just because like i said it's it's not nearly as long as hollow Knight, and even if you're exploring all the time you you still will wrap that up relatively soon and then uh i don't know what you're what what are you jumping into next what's your plans Ah. after that uh, probably uh, Guacamelee. Since I'd started that, I'd probably jump into that and uh, try to uh, finish that as well. Because I do, you know, I still have to focus on the game challenge. 
Yeah. I've, I've set a nice pace, so I want to make sure that I keep on to that pace. Yeah. And hey, you leading me right into it. Speaking of that game challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice what did segue. You, nice segue. What did you uh, what did you finish this week? Anything? I have No, I have not finished anything. But like you said, I should hopefully have something uh, Ori in the Blind Forest uh, in the next uh, episode we okay. record. That uh, that leaves you still at three games. Uh, the Taurus Hollow Knight and Journey to the Savage Planet this year so far. Uh, Sean still sitting at one with a to the past uh kyle i know he did finish some things but i'll save that for when he's next on the show uh frank i don't think has finished anything yet still at three and then myself i only finished two games this week i know i'm definitely slowing down now as i said i was going to do because i'm literally out of games that i've already somewhat were close to the end to like that's how i was able to literally blow things up in january and the first week of february because i was jumping into games where i had like you know three hours left or four hours left and that's easy for me i sit down it's one sitting Correct. and i'm done yeah. Yeah. um this week i did finish uh as, as i talked about compile heart earlier on with arkham Alchem- arc of alchemist i had never finished their recent game before that one death end request so i jumped back into that again to compare it to arc of alchemist just to like make sure that maybe maybe my my memory is bad and this one was bad too no death end request was actually kind of fun so I, I finished that i had like 10 hours left i got through that and i did finish tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe encore on nintendo switch and I put up one of my longest reviews yet. Um, definitely not my longest review. Uh, the longest review on leveldowngames.com still does belong to uh, The Legends of the Breath of the Wild. That's like 3,500 words. <laughs> oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally wrote a novel on that one. But uh, for, for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I literally wrote like 2,400 some words. So go check that out. Uh, I did give it a, a very high score. I do think that this game, even though it, it is starting to show its age, obviously, from being a Wii U port. It is a phenomenal game that if you missed out on it on the Wii U, you absolutely need to experience this if you're a fan of JRPG. So go check that out. So that takes me up to 32 games for the game challenge so far. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so jealous, though. I think it's just I'm just so jealous. I wish I had I'm that gonna be, I'm going to be slowing down now, though. Like, you know, I wanted to finish other games this week. Like, I I, I mentioned to Frank last week I wanted, uh, that I, I promised I would finish Super Mario Odyssey this, this month. And I think Sean even said that he would jump in on that with me. So, or maybe... Maybe he maybe he said Pokemon. I can't remember which one he said he would jump in on it with me because uh, I do want to finish Odyssey, Pokemon, Let's Go and Pokemon Sword this month. So I wanted to finish at least Odyssey last week as well. But uh, I ended up doing a complete run of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I wasn't planning on doing. Um, I did all the side missions, all this, like, everything I could possibly do. I 100 percent of that game. Oh, I really nice. enjoy that game. Nice. Yeah, I really do enjoy that game. So, yeah, 32 games for me for the uh, for the game challenge. And hopefully we'll get everybody else's uh, updates or whatever they finished next week on the show when they come back yes excited to see what everybody else is diving into you know it's nice we have different tastes and all that it's nice to see what we dive into and hear everybody talk about it yeah kyle's doing really well kyle's doing really well but like i said i'll let him talk about that uh when he's on the show next week it's time for this week's preview of bg mania a video game music podcast We'll be taking a listen to DK Island Swing from Donkey Kong Country, as this week Brian and Frank tackle the year 1994 and listen to some excellent selections from games released first in that year. Enjoy!
Don't forget to catch this week's episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast this Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern on your favorite podcast app of choice. But we are going to do a quick time event this week because we did get a response to last week's quick time event. And if you've forgotten, quick time event is a segment where it's we do like a question and answer with you guys. And each week we select a listener submitted question, which will be pulled from max level at leveldowngames.com, Twitter or Instagram. If, if you have any questions, obviously, you can submit it through any of those discord as well. And we will answer it to the best of our ability in a quick fashion. And then after we post the show and you listen to it, you can submit your own answers to maxlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlevelatlev
that is coming to the Nintendo Switch at some point. I thought Earthbound that we got over here was actually Mother 2. It is, yeah. Okay. And, and then Mother 3 is like Earthbound, which would have been Earthbound 2. Correct, yes. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. And, and Mother 3 is not, uh, has not been released officially no. in English yet. Obviously, you can play translated versions on ROMs and that kind of stuff. But from what I understand, Nintendo does have a completed version ready to go on the Switch, and they're just waiting to release it. So just release the fucking game, uh, please. Please, Nintendo, please do this. Oh, my God. But then after that, yes, because it has been so long since Mother 3 originally came out, that fits perfectly because a Mother 4 would be fantastic. Well, and whatever, what always, like, kind of teased me or always, like, uh, and a lot of people uh, smash, they'd always have Ness in there, and a lot of people wouldn't know who he was, you know, if you weren't familiar with Earthbound, and I would always see him in Smash, and I'm like, all right, Nintendo's just kind of just dangling him out there just enough to just kind of keep me like just hoping hoping that they do something with this yep yep and they just don't <laughs> no no they crush my heart crush it for me uh i if, if you've listened to any of our prediction episodes where we done for stuff on like e3s or the game awards you, you probably have a good idea of what i'm gonna say here but for me i want to see dark cloud return dark okay. cloud was a a jrpg that was developed by level five and published by sony on the PlayStation 2, there was Dark Cloud 1 and Dark Cloud 2. Rumors have been obviously swirling that Dark Cloud 3 is going to come at some point, but it's been literally 15, 16 years since we've had Dark Cloud 2. Uh, I, I really want to see this come back, man. Dark Cloud is one of my favorite games of all time. Dark Cloud 2 is really good as well. Uh, it inspired like a lot of what I like about some of like the city building. Uh, did you play ActRaiser on SNES? Oh, I did not. No. ActRaiser, you know, it, it kind of had some of those like city building and rebuilding yep. elements. Uh, Dark Cloud featured the same type of stuff, Dark Cloud 1 and 2. And then obviously Level 5 kept that stuff going with other games that they did, like White Knight Chronicles on PS3, Nino Kuni, uh, The Revenant Kingdom on PS4. They they brought a lot of that stuff into some of their other games. So I, I, I for me, it's Dark Cloud. I, like, I, I really hope that that game does come back or that series comes back at some point in the future. Uh, scares me that it's never going to, but man, I really want it to uh like i said we'll try to get sean kyle and frank's uh suggestion on that question next week if they're back on the show and then if you have an answer listening out there remember to submit it to us max level at leveldowngames.com or you can write in on twitter instagram or discord just look us up and submit the question that way i'll get it regardless and uh and we'll read it on the show but that music right there means it's time for the seven day forecast for the week of february 10th but first we have some metacritic results to get to from last week we did one game we just did the dark crystal age of Resistance. I said 71, Frank said 68, Sean said 69, Kyle also said 71, and Dan took the high with a 75. 12 reviews for the Nintendo Switch version, so that's the version we're going to use. It did have the most reviews, which gave it a 60 on Metacritic. So unfortunately, once again, Frank closest, and I say unfortunately because I don't want him to keep winning. (laughs) I know. What is that, three in a row? Uh, No, I think uh, two in a row, because Kyle Kyle snuck in there and won one week. That's right. uh, Yeah, Frank closest with his his 68 guess, and I even said it last week on the show, had a feeling because he took the low that he was going to end up winning this this past week, and Sure as shit, he absolutely did. So that takes Frank up to three wins for the year so far. Kyle with one, myself, Sean, and Dan still sitting at zero. So we definitely have to make something happen here or else Frank's going to take the whole damn thing this year, which would be uh, very, very surprising. So uh, Frank, obviously not on the show, but I did contact him and I do know what he selects for uh, for the pick of the week this week, because that's what I'm going to start doing when the guys aren't on the show that win. So 
we have uh, two games officially for our seven day forecast for this particular week. And it is a light week, as I knew it was going to be. Uh, we don't have too many things coming out. Uh, I think it's going to be a light week for the pretty much the remainder uh, of this month. Like I said, it doesn't really start getting crazy until March. And that's when we'll start having games, you know, five games sometimes each week. But for now, we just have two and they both come out on Friday. Our first game coming to PlayStation 4, it's Dreams. If you can dream it, you can play it. Explore and play in an ever-expanding Dreamiverse, bursting with games, music, art, and everything in between and beyond. Learn how to design your own games, animate, make music, and more with easy-to-follow tutorial videos, and then share your ideas in an online social network of creativity. Have you seen a lot of Dreams? Uh, I have not. Okay, Dreams was, <laughs> crazy enough, announced during the PlayStation 4 reveal event back in February of 2013. Uh, it, it's it's the one where they were like playing the drums during that reveal event and like these little weird creatures were doing that. That was Dreams. Dreams has been delayed for several, several years. Uh, it's been an early access now since some point last year, but there's been a lot of like issues with it and reasons why it kept getting delayed. But now it's finally come together. And what I've seen people creating in the early access stuff did you ever play Little Big Planet? I did. It was one of my actually. It's one of uh, my wife's favorite games. My wife doesn't play a whole lot of video games, but that's one of her favorite uh, series is Little Big Planet. Okay, Little Big Planet was developed by Media Molecule, the same team behind Dreams, and Dreams borrows a lot of stuff from Little Big Planet, where it allows you to create games within the game. And it sounds like your, my, your your wife might be really interested in this game then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I know I, the, the stuff that I did. I'm trying to think what I had it. I've got my Thunderdome list here. I think I had it in my top 10, I believe. I think I had it a little bit ahead of Journey to the Savage Planet. So yeah. hit, 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 Dan. It comes out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Uh-oh, there we go. Hey, I've already got that. Carol, done. <laughs> Uh, let's take a shot at this one, though. I don't know if it's going to get any Metacritic stuff just because it was an early access. I'm, I'm hoping uh, it will. That is true. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping it will. I'm hoping it's going to get some reviews. But let's take a shot. Go in staff quarters. All let's right. take our best chance. Metacritic guesses, please. Reveal in three, two, one, go. It's an 81 from me and an 83 Ooh. from Dan. Close. Yeah. Close. But I do think it has the potential because, like I said, Media Molecule, they, they do know what they're doing. And uh, just, I mean, I, I really, I, I do want to play this. I, I might pick this up because I love trying to create things in games. Yes. But I also love playing other people's creations and seeing how creative people can actually. That's why I like RPG Maker so much, because you're able to download like people's creations and just have fun and play through those. Uh, I'm hoping Dreams does really well. I am. Yeah, it's it's always neat to see, you know, how many people, great ideas that they have, you know, with these kind of stuff. So it's really neat to see. Absolutely. Our second and final game for the actual seven-day forecast coming also on Friday, Valentine's Day, to Nintendo Switch, a game that Kyle and I both feel has the potential to be a sleeper hit for this particular month and actually on the Switch in general. Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold. Let the dungeon crawl begin. After your village is invaded, become a heroic adventurer and seek revenge against the villainous Sultan Vinegar. In this RPG, crawl through randomly generated dungeons in your search for rare treasure and team up with up to three other players in local or online multiplayer to take down tenacious tyrants. It sounds cool it does. and it looks crazy charming. 
Like the game looks so charming, so fun. I just talked about Dark Cloud. This is developed by the same team. This is developed by level five. So the same team behind Nino Kuni, the same team behind Dark Cloud, White Knight Chronicles, uh, Rogue Galaxy, that that's the development team. So it has potential to be really, really, really good. I'm hoping it is. Metacritic guesses, please. <laughs> this is a tough one. It this is, is kind of exactly. This is right. a tough one because I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go. Reveal in three, two, one, go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my 70, god. 77 from me and a 78 from Dan. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. That's but that's what, I, that's what that's what I like. And I, I say this a lot when I when Kyle and I are so close to this. The fact that you're writing reviews for leveldowngames.com because, you know, besides Jessica, it's generally just you, myself, and Kyle that write reviews for Level Down Games. I like that we come close when thinking about like, okay, just general putting it out there in the ether. What is a game going to score? Because the fact that you and I are so close, I have no issues with what scores you give a game because that's probably what I would give it at that point then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it, it is nice that we are so similar like that. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of us wins between uh, between these two games because we are so close. Uh, I have the low on each one and you have the high yeah, on each one. Wow, so. yeah. I just noticed that. I absolutely noticed that. Wow. Yeah. And then if uh, Dreams falls at 82, we tie. <laughs> oh, but I would lose for the Price is Right rules because I'm over, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So that'll be exciting. Well, uh, the good also, thing is, right, Frank can't win. Frank can't win this week, baby. There you go. He we cannot him, win. We need, to, we need to keep him off the show more often. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that win to stay up there. Also dropping this week on Tuesday, we have the Yakuza Remastered Collection, the Day One Edition, releasing on PS4. That includes Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 Remastered. Uh, Yakuza 3 and 4 were already released digitally on PS4. Yakuza 5 also releases releases digitally on the same day, Tuesday, but the actual Remastered Collection, Day One Edition, is a physical edition that includes all three. On Thursday, Wolfson, Lords of Mayhem, comes out on early a- comes out of early access and officially releases on PC. That game is uh, apparently doing uh, quite well in early access i was looking at the reviews it has like tens of thousands of positive like review that game looks like it's oh, doing wow. really really okay. well yeah I, I, i've not not played it and really hadn't even heard of it but i might I check it out i don't know uh also azure lane crosswave releases on pc and ps4 i do have a uh, early access copy of this so i should have uh, some thoughts on it sometime in the near future uh, i believe this was also by idea factory but not from compile art so and finally on thursday luna the shadow dust releases on pc which i also have a copy of so maybe check that one out as well on Friday, Darksiders Genesis finally releases on console, so PS4 and Xbox One and Switch. And then on Friday, one of Frank's favorite games of all time, no, not really, he hates it, Street Fighter V Champion <laughs> Edition comes out on PC and PS4. This is like a, a redone version of Street You know, like how they always do like the super turbo championship Correct. bullshit they type throw stuff. All these like crazy yeah. ass names and then just stretch the name to like 14 words. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that again for Street Fighter V. Frank, you know, a huge fighting game fan. He is our resident fighting game uh, guy here on. Uh, the uh, Maximal Podcast and Level Down Games, but was just was not a fan of what they did with Street Fighter V. So uh, I'll be curious to see if he picks up the Champion Edition and, and if that changes his opinion on it at all. I was a Mortal Kombat fan growing up. I, oh, I never really... that's that's his as well. Yeah, Mortal okay, Kombat is gotcha. his favorite. Yeah, yeah Mortal yeah. Kombat's his favorite. But uh, and, and mine as well. But uh, yeah, no fighting games. I just you know I, I enjoy them, but I'm not like super good at them. But Frank's yeah. really Frank's really good at them. Okay. So. 
Uh, pick of the week this week, though, does go to Frank because he did win the Metacritic guessing game last week. And I did reach out to him through Facebook Messenger and he chose Snack World, the Dungeon oh, Crawl, as the official pick of the week this week. He did, he did say he wants to buy both Snack World and Dreams, but he's going to give the nod to Snack World because he thinks it looks a little bit more interesting. So there you go. Pick of the week this week officially for the Max Level Podcast is Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold. Brian here with the Max Level Podcast. Leveldowngames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue expanding our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both Max Level and BG Mania, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, weekly editorial articles, and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting leveldowngames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue to expand our presence in the gaming industry with leveldowngames.com. Dan, I'm really excited for the uh, main discussion this week, as uh, Flurry also sounds like she's also very excited for the main discussion this week. Very excited for it. Because we are going to finally jump into something that is very timely in terms of not even gaming news, but world news. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the coronavirus. Obviously, if you've unless you've been living under a rock, you know what the coronavirus is. It's this new strain of virus that. Uh, started was it the Wuhan district over in China from some seafood market? Yes, uh, it, it came from snakes or bats or something like because, you know, I don't know why you'd want to eat a snake or a bat. But uh, yeah, I, not something I'm crave for dinner. Yeah, not not something I'm going to go out there and order from a, from a restaurant. And, and I don't think a restaurant would even sell it. But uh, uh, some type of virus that expanded its way across China, um, across the the world now at this point. But the uh, it, it's it's having an impact everywhere. You know, obviously, there's new cases of it being talked about across the U.S. Almost feels like every single day. Yeah. Um, did you actually see in the news? What was it? I think it was either yesterday. So Friday or Thursday, the uh, the whistleblower the doctor yes, that alerted the media yep. about it passed away from the virus like he yeah, actually I, contracted the virus because of him working with the sick and then ended up dying from it like super freaking sad man it really is i mean it, it just shows you how fast some of these things you know without the ways we can travel and stuff like that it's just it, it, it it's crazy to think how fast this stuff can really go around the world yeah yeah and you know there's still like you know they're working on vaccines and antibiotics and stuff that'll treat it but you know it, that stuff takes time it does so um you know the coronavirus is definitely a big deal right now and because a lot of these gaming warehouses and production companies and you know ones that actually handle shipments and that kind of stuff and, and packaging a lot of these companies are based out of china um you know labor unfortunately labor is relatively cheap in china you know they 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 can get away with paying people less there and it is unfortunate but that's why a lot of companies do put their packaging companies and kind of stuff there so a lot of these places are in china and a lot of these areas are currently under quarantine over there and like kind of like the last of us <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah wow you know you like the you know how uh, the last of us what was it called uh cordyceps was the uh the the thing that uh, which is a real thing right that's the um 
like the the fu- the fungus like mutating bacteria. Yes. Uh, uh, what that was like the outbreak of of the Last of Us. Very similar where they had to quarantine whole districts and cities. Uh, they're doing that in China. Like there's whole cities that are quarantined. People aren't allowed to leave. Uh, sort of sort of reminiscent of like the way that the freaking Black Plague was back in the 1300s. So. It's, it's a big deal. And a lot of things are being affected in the gaming industry. And that's what I want to talk about, because obviously, you know, we, we could talk all day about how it's affecting everyday life here in the U.S. or everyday life across the world. People are freaking out about it, even though it's not nearly as bad as some people make it out to be like, you know, it, it people are making it like out like it's a plague. And while while it is a serious thing, it, it's definitely not a plague, but it, it's still something worth keeping an eye on. Like if you develop a cough or several symptoms, you might want to get checked out yes it never hurts to be too careful when it comes to stuff like this right but there's a lot of misinformation out there about the coronavirus um corona beer saying you can't get the coronavirus from their beer (laughs) yeah i mean well you got some people you know you just got to educate you know there's people obviously there's clickbait and stuff out there with this stuff because they know that's what everybody's talking about exactly exactly so take advantage of it when you can i guess right take advantage of everything and if you're trying to get clicks on your website something that i don't do for level down game Games.com. <laughs> I never exploit them. I never exploit tabloids or anything like that just because I don't like doing that. And I disagree with that. But um, let's talk about how this is going to potentially impact gaming. And I want to start off with uh, a story that I found that the Outer Worlds, the, Ninten- the Nintendo Switch version of the Outer Worlds, a game that uh, released last year on PS4, Xbox One and PC. You know, we were all playing it here on Level Down Games and uh, Max Level uh, before you joined the show. Uh, myself, Sean, Kyle and Frank all jumped into the Outer Worlds. The Nintendo Switch version has been delayed uh, because of the coronavirus outbreak. The developer of the Switch port, Virtuos, is based in Singapore, with offices across China. So because of that, they said the team at Virtuos is safe and healthy, but the office has been closed. So work on the port has been halted indefinitely until the coronavirus situation is under control. So they're not even sure when exactly the uh, the switch version is going to come out now because of the this outbreak. Like it may even be end up being canceled. I don't know. That's crazy. I mean, it just yeah, I mean, it just shows you uh, how how big this thing is is going to be. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing that I saw. And, and there's many stories we have about how the coronavirus is affecting the industry. But, yeah, that's just the, the first one there. We're going to save the big one for last because I think that's the one that we have a, the, the most to talk about here. Um, another thing that I saw is that the outbreak has forced the Taipei Game Show to be delayed. The Taipei Game Show is uh, a game show sort of like E3, sort of like the Tokyo Game Show, but it's held in Taiwan. That has been postponed due to the outbreak of the Wuhan coronavirus. The event organizers have not announced when the replacement dates for the event will be. So that now now we're not even talking about games or platforms or anything. Now we're talking about trade shows, which, you know, a lot of people attend. So that's Oh, yeah. Smart. Uh, it was actually scheduled to run this weekend as of uh, time of recording. February 6th to February 9th was when the Taipei Game Show was going to be. Um, yeah, that, that's just closed down now. Um, who knows? Who knows when that's going to happen? They said that because it's affected over 9000 people and killed 213 uh, that, you know, this is just something that they're not willing to risk. And it kind of makes you wonder 
if other trade shows will be affected as the months and year goes on. So, you know, coming up um, in March, we have the Game Developers Conference over in California. Chances of that being canceled are pretty slim. But what if over the next several weeks, the outbreak gets even more severe here in the United States? Correct. Yeah. Will they choose to cancel GDC? And if nothing is done by June, will they cancel E3? Oh, because a lot a lot of people come from overseas to go to these trade shows here in North America. Yeah. I mean, you get a ton of people traveling all over the world. Yeah. And I mean, even even, you know, to that extent, a lot of people from North America go over to Taiwan for the Taipei Game Show and go over to Tokyo for the Tokyo Game Show in September. Exactly. So all of these interactions between people with the potential of this outbreak out there and still being relevant you have to wonder if if trade shows are going to be drastically affected this year. I'm willing to bet they might be. Uh, I, I would think so. That's why I just I uh, saw an article, the uh, League of Legends. You know, I know that's very huge um, over uh, across the pond. Uh, the League of Legends champions in Korea, they continued to do the event, but there was no live audience. So, you know, you have such a big event where, you know, some of these players feed off live audiences and, you know, you, you're not playing in front of anybody. And can you imagine man like that's that's a lot of money for them because they you know these people go to these shows and they're like they're losing out on so much revenue for not having a live audience there uh that yeah and and you actually were talking to me before we started recording uh same thing you know very similar to league of legends overwatch the overwatch league yeah um what 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 was it that we saw there the Uh, uh, overwatch league uh has canceled all events in february and march yeah blizzard blizzard issuing a statement saying that uh february and march and that it expects to go forward with the remaining remaining matches in China later this year. But for the time being, uh, their official statement was we have decided to cancel our February and March matches in China in order to protect the health and safety of our players, fans and staff. We hope fans have a safe and happy Lunar New Year and we remain incredibly excited to play Overwatch League matches in China later this season. Uh, and, and that's still, I guess, probably to be determined because I, I would again, think so. Correct. If, if it's not fixed or taken care of by that point, why would you risk it? Again, that's yep. the big thing. Why risk it. Yep, it's not worth it. it. It is something that, you know, is deadly. Like, it is killing people out there on a daily basis. People are dying from the coronavirus. And yes, we love gaming. Yes, we love everything to do about gaming, but it's not worth somebody's life. That's irreplaceable. Games can be delayed. Games can be replaceable. Games, you know, are, are just entertainment. People's lives are are a much more serious thing because those can't be replaced. No, it, it's it's not worth the risk. Let's Let's try to get this you know, uh, under control and then we can, you know, worry about having these events back. But like you said, lives live when lives are at stake. I mean, you know, let, let's health, healthy, healthy lives first over anything. Do you, did you see the, um, and I, I know I don't normally dive into too many like political things here. And I, I try to avoid all that kind of stuff on, on our content. But did you see the bullshit freaking conspiracy theory going around about the coronavirus right now about remember when uh, people were like out there on the streets protesting for freedom in China, protesting for freedom in Hong Kong? Yes. And and then the coronavirus hit. And now that's just stopped and gone because of the, the outbreak. People suspecting that this was created to halt that kind of stuff yeah i've 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 heard a few things that this stuff like the coronavirus was like created in a lab and yeah yeah when that kind of i mean it just it's so disappointing when people 
try to spread misinformation like that because I, I, I truly don't think anyone is that sinister. I mean, yeah, there's bad people out there. And as we've seen throughout time in history, you know, look at Adolf Hitler. There have been some very evil people in the world that just want to see the world burn to quote, you know, the famous quote there. But there's just it just it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no. And I think kind of what we talked about earlier, it's all about, you know, it's all about those clicks. Now we're so online, you know, and it's all about getting clicks, uh, you know, on the websites. So anybody will take, you know, any little little tidbit of a story and try to make it so much bigger than it is because they want those eyes on that website or their news article or whatever it is that they're trying to promote. And, you know, it's just ill intentions. Right. Um, what I thought was interesting interesting is something that you brought up to me again before we started recording about a mobile game that is skyrocketing in sales. So tell me about that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there's a mobile game called Plague. I guess it uh, released in 2012. There's a free version and there's a paid version. Uh, since uh, since January it is iOS uh, uh, top paid app for iOS since January. Like that's it's crazy. And now this this is a game that okay, simula- yeah. simulates an outbreak, right? It does. It does simulate an outbreak. Um, I think uh, the company also said uh, they saw a 50 percent uh, uh, increase in downloads in 2014 when the Ebola virus, but yeah, oh, okay. it's all, yeah, it's all about uh, trying to contain uh, an outbreak. But it, it has the same along the lines of what what exactly is going on now. So, uh, and it, the crazy thing too is it's China's top iOS download. Wow, yeah, <laughs> paid oh, here download. It, here it is, right here. Okay, so this yeah. is the official description. The the this eight year old game tasks you with creating and evolving a deadly pathogen that can wipe out humanity before the world scientific community are able to devise a cure. Uh, James Vaughn, the creator of Plague, has advised people to seek out local and global health authorities for information on the coronavirus rather than relying on Plague as a learning tool. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sad that you have to throw that warning out there. Yeah, he's like, this is just a game, guys. It's not meant to be like a scientific model. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The uh, the the sales are skyrocketing for this. And actually looking at the um, some of like the gameplay of this game, it, it actually looks sort of interesting. And, and how it shows the the pathogen spreading and all that kind of stuff. C- correct. I, I did find myself because I had never heard of this. I mean, it, it came and out in two, I. 2012. I, you know, for an app that's uh, eight years old and all of a sudden now we're back into the, you know, eight years later. It's the top paid. I think it's the fifth overall when you put in the free app free when you put in the free apps numbers. It's the fifth overall app. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I got it confused initially when you were telling me about it before we hit the record button with uh, a board game by. By the name of Pandemic, which Jessica and I have played and actually is quite a fun game. But that also is simulating like an outbreak and a virus. And, you know, we don't talk tabletop too much here on on the Maximum podcast. We used to. But we Frank and I used to talk about board games and, you know, talk about Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of stuff. This was in the uh, the early days of the Maximum podcast. Yeah, we, we had a fun time um, just talking about board games. So it, it I don't know. Do you play board games at all? Uh, we do. Me and my wife, uh, we like to play board games probably not some of like the like that kind of route more of like your i guess uh, i'm trying to think of what uh, i guess more card games i guess really okay card games yeah, yeah. Uh, i like with, with jessica i like playing cooperative games like cooperative okay. board games that uh you know you're you're not really against each other but you're working together to to do something and, and that's the kind of board games that we kind of enjoy but you know pandemic follows that same route a little bit and it's just a lot of fun and reminds me of this uh, plague mobile game. And I even think there 
might be a mobile version or a console version even of, of Pandemic. I thought there was a PC version of uh, Plague. I thought I saw, but I am not 100%. Yeah, I might I might end up looking into this because it'd be curious to, to just see, like, you know, the gameplay and how this game actually plays since the uh, sales have spiked after this. Yeah, uh, like I said, eight years old, you know? I mean- yeah, that'd be that'd be fun to look into. Um, now we're getting into like the major stuff, though, of, of what the coronavirus is actually affecting. And the first thing that I want to talk about here is that the virus itself is actually causing delays for Nintendo Switch shipments in China. Um, uh, you know, a little fact before we continue, 96 percent of video game consoles imported into the U.S. back in 2018 were produced in China. So a good majority of our consoles are manufactured in China. And if obviously we know they're going under quarantine people aren't leaving their homes because of this coronavirus. A lot of this stuff is going to be impacted. And the the major thing right now is that the Nintendo Switch over in Japan is being delayed. Now, from what I understand, Nintendo notes that this is only having an effect on the domestic Japanese market. Uh, you know, so far uh, right now, it's not having an effect on the United States and European markets. But if the coronavirus continues to be a major thing, uh, and uh, analysts uh, Daniel Ahmad, a senior analyst at games market research firm Nico Partners, told CNBC that it could become a problem in the U.S. and other markets, too, in a relatively short amount of time unless things get under control. So Nintendo Switch, the the Nintendo Switch might start being in short supply on store shelves. Yeah. The what the Animal Crossing, the new switch that's coming out with. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's also the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch has been, uh, you know, that's suffering production delays over in Japan and. And the same thing, it could be delayed, not delayed, but it could be in short supply here in the U.S. as well. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, what else? The Ring Fit Adventure uh, was also having uh, uh, delay issues as well. Because they developed the peripheral for that, I think, yep. in China. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, a lot of things that are developed in China, published, not published, but, you know, developed and manufactured in China are just going on severe shortages or delays. And I really do hope that the the Animal Crossing switch doesn't get delayed. Like I talked about last week on the show, Jessica and I do have a, uh, a pre-order for that switch version. Uh, you know, that's going to be her switch after it comes out. You know, she her and I share the switch now, but with several games coming out here in the next several weeks that she's intrigued by, like Rune Factory 4 Special, Animal Crossing. Uh, you know, she's going to want to have a switch of her own because she's not going to want to share with me. <laughs> now, who wants to say? Who wants to share a switch? Yeah, I mean, you know, Animal Crossing is one of those games that, uh, you know, people like to have their own because, you know, it, it's even though you, you like you and your significant other can play at the same time, you have to then be like sitting side by side and, you know, like split screen, all that kind of stuff. It's just more fun to have your own platform, have your own game, have your own town realistically. And, you know, what's cool about that is, you know, Jessica and I would be able to, you know, trade villagers back and forth because, you know, visiting each other's villages and that kind of stuff. But um, the other thing is that I just saw kind of going away from the coronavirus here for a brief tangent. You are going to be unable to transfer your town or your village or island or whatever you want to call it in New Horizons off of your switch. So if you buy a new switch in the future, like, okay, for me, this is going to suck because when I get my switch pro. Oh, no. I can't take my town because I plan on doing that as well. (laughs) 
yeah, you are unable to transfer your uh, village off of the switch. It does seem like I it's why. going to be locked. I don't know. You would think that, you know, you would think that it would be somewhat like the originals were, where it was like on a save thing that you could Correct. transfer. Because, you, yeah, especially if the pro, you know, is going to be coming out, you know, later. Uh, I think that they're going to have to come up with a solution at some point um, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people are buying switch lights and a lot of people do plan to buy the switch pro and Animal Crossing being such a major game for Nintendo, if they lock the saves to a console, I think they'd be limiting the amount yes, of sales that they could barely. potentially get because I think some people would be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to get the Switch Pro. Well, no, yeah, because I mean, look at all the time for when, you know, we, we're not sure when the Pro is going to launch, but it sounds like it might be what next year sometime now. I mean, look at all that Animal Crossing time you'll have spent in that. Yeah, at least a year's worth of uh, yeah. worth of time. And, you know, do you really want to start over? Now, some people People might not, you know, be opposed to starting over. Um, I may not be opposed to starting over. Like what I might do is literally I don't know if you can do this, but uh, I, I think I know where you're going. Get my um get all of my stuff out of my village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loot your, loot your old console's village. Yeah. Loot, loot my console's village and literally go to my new console's village and just trade with my new character or drop all my f- furniture, drop my all my bells, whatever. I might be willing to do that if that's a possibility. So we're going to have all these deserted <laughs> Animal Crossing towns <laughs> in the virtual Nintendo world. Oh, man. But, you know, that is a that is a that is a realistic thing. Like you could do that on the GameCube version, like I could have came to your town and dropped all my furniture on your ground, like on your grass, and you could have picked it up and you had it. Like that is something that was possible. Hmm. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to think of something. Yeah, they they definitely have to think of something. And that that is just obviously a, a you know I don't know that that's been confirmed. We were just you know people in in the industry were looking at some of the stuff that they were releasing about Animal Crossing, and it does sound like it's going to be locked to consoles. But I bet it would be an easy fix for Nintendo to ease up on those restrictions in the future, uh, especially when the Switch Pro comes out and they they are going to realize people are going to want to, you know, upgrade to that. Because if the Switch Pro is anything like I think it's going to be, I do think there will be exclusive games for the Switch Pro. There works. There were exclusive games for the new Nintendo 3DS. Correct. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> there were games like like the port of Xenoblade Chronicles that came to the 3DS that were unable to run on the original 3DS because it didn't have the power. I do think think the Switch Pro will be the same way where, you know, there will be certain games like who knows, potentially maybe even Breath of the Wild 2 that oh. won't run on the original Switch. I mean, that'd, that'd be smart on Nintendo's end, though, right? I mean, it's it's, it's sell platforms. People. Yeah, exactly. It would absolutely sell platforms. So, yeah, we're going to have to keep an eye on on what's going on there with Animal Crossing and the Switch. And obviously, obviously, with the coronavirus, with the Nintendo Switch delays. But the big thing that we yeah. want to talk about here, the big thing that we want to talk about here about the coronavirus over the next few minutes is that next gen might actually end up being delayed because of the coronavirus. This is actually making headlines everywhere. You know, I've got stories pulled up on comicbook.com, pushsquare.com. Uh, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are both obviously scheduled to release sometime this holiday season. But these plants could be disrupted by the coronavirus epidemic in China, which could end up delaying the release of both next gen consoles. So as we've been talking about here over the past 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, 
Uh, China is the heart of console manufacturing. As I said, 96% of video game consoles that were imported to the United States were produced in China. And as of what we know right now, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are being manufactured in China. They could have just some huge ripple effects. And, you know, they're trying to get that out for holiday 2020. Hell, we even heard rumors that, you know, some of these games were getting delayed because maybe they were going to try to do like what an August uh, next gen release. Yeah, I like mean, either August or September, there, there yeah. were some rumors that uh, that, you know, Xbox and, and PlayStation were going to try to get out before November which is the typical normal date that these they you know these platforms release in whenever a new console comes out but if this is to be believed i mean next gen could end up being delayed till spring 2021 or something like that which would you imagine that i i mean it would suck but at the same time again we talked a little bit earlier obviously the safety of the people correct um we we're willing to wait a few extra months but for these companies who rely on the holidays and who rely on the surge of, you know, the billions upon billions of dollars that people spend during the holiday season. And, you know, anytime a new console comes out, these things sell like gangbuster, man. It's 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 crazy how well they typically do in order to miss out on that holiday season and release in the spring. They would be hurting financially. Well, and then, you know, we've talked about or, you know, it's been talked about with GameStop, the GameStop, their their hope. Hoping for this next gen hardware to kind of help maybe prolong that company a little bit longer, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the delay could, you know, hurt uh, GameStop even more than it's already hurting now. I was going to say, can GameStop really be hurting even more than they already are? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's what I've heard is that they're, they're people buy the consoles and, you know, GameStop. You know, can they survive it? I don't know. But it, it, like you said, taking. I honestly, you know, I honestly think GameStop is on its last legs. I do. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think in by the end of this decade, I think we're going to see GameStop a shell of its former self. I, I don't think. even know if it'll make the end of the decade. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we're so we're talking 2030 right now. Literally, it's 2020. So, ten years from now, a full decade later, GameStop is either going to just have a few stores in major cities, like you're not going to have one all over the place like you do now, or it's going to go the Fye route and not even sell games anymore. You know, Fye used to be all about selling, you know, albums and music, oh, and they st- yeah. they still do, but now they're mostly selling Funko Pops and like anime stuff and. You've already noticed if you've been into a GameStop recently over the past few years, they've already started doing that. Correct. Yeah, it's got a lot They're and they're not as big anymore. I've noticed that, you know, but it no, also, they've, they've closed a lot of stores. They have. Well, and when I first moved down here, we had a GameStop in a mall and then there was two GameStops like a few miles away from that mall that were open. Now, the one in the mall closed, but there's literally uh, where I live. There's a major highway on each side of the highway. There is a GameStop that's open on each side of the highway, literally like five minutes away from each other. And I just never understood that. Well, that's OK. Remember, you, you know, you're from you're from the area that we all grew up. Not we all but you and I grew up in the Eastwood Mall. There was literally a GameStop by Lenscrafters, which was. Funko Land at one point. Oh, yeah. And then there was a GameStop that was at one point called Babbage's. Yes. Right in the middle of the mall by the carousel. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I worked at the one that was at one point, you know, I, I got hired when it was called Funko Land, but it changed yes, to GameStop Funko the year Land. after. Uh, I, I worked at the one by Lenscrafters. Like, that's the GameStop I, I worked at until I moved to the West Coast. And then I ended up working at a GameStop in Las Vegas for an additional three years. <laughs> 
So, yeah, just GameStop. You know, like I said, I, I, I dislike GameStop. I, I avoid them at all costs. You know, I prefer Best Buy at this point. Uh, GameStop's just not my cup of tea anymore. I think that they are a uh, a terrible company and, you know, they, they just they take advantage of the gaming industry more oh, than they, they actually should. Oh, for sure. Yes, they do take <laughs> advantage. It's not worth trading stuff in. Um, going back to next gen potentially being delayed, the good news is that it's February, literally February 8th. As of the time of recording, this podcast is going to post on February 10th. We are still what? Nine months away from November. roughly. Yeah. So even if they, you know, if, if they were going to try to get next gen out by August or September, and now they can't, maybe they have to wait till November. The good news is they potentially have time to move manufacturing out of China. That is true. You know, they, there are, you know, Foxconn who does uh, manufacture a lot of these consoles. They do have factories in other places, even though majority of them are based in China and, you know, their biggest ones are based in China. They have the potential to now move the production of the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 to somewhere else in hopes of still reaching that November launch window. So there might not be as many available come November, but at least it wouldn't end up being delayed completely. Correct. You'll just see a bunch on eBay going for three times the price. <laughs> we'll have a Wii U situation or not a yes. Wii U, a Nintendo Wii situation all over yeah. again, mm-hmm. where when the Wii came out in 2006, it was in very short supply and um, you know, people were selling that thing for thousands of dollars. <laughs> well, and you know, talking about GameStop and on its way down, I waited in line at a Circuit City to get my Wii on launch day. Yeah, did you get you? But you got it though, right? I did get it. Yep. Me and two other buddies waited in line all night uh, and actually it was kind of cool because the owner or the manager of that Circuit City ended up bringing us uh, hot chocolate during the night, which was cool. And then I think at like six o'clock, six a.m., I think they ha- came and handed out tickets and then we were able to just go chill until the uh, store opened. But yes, I was able to get and went home and played uh, Wii Sports. And uh, I'm trying to think what launched what launched with that what did I get? Um, Twilight Princess. I yes, I, I believe that was the one. I, yeah, I Twilight, I, Tw- Twilight Princess came out on the Wii, and then one month later came out on the GameCube. That's right. That's right. I thought there was another game, but it's it's it, man, that was 2006. That's so long Killer, ago. Killer Killer Seven was a launch title for the Wii. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I know. I'm t- there may have been a Rayman game for the Wii that came out then. Uh, I don't remember exactly what was all on the Elibits. I remember that was a launch title. I think I bought Elibits. <laughs> I can't remember. I actually still have Elibits. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, don't you miss that kind of stuff, though? Like lining up for a console? Because I, I did for my Wii. Or not for my Wii, for my Switch. I went. Into, I actually went to Target, waited in line. They handed out. I, I went in. I, they handed out 12 tickets. I was 13th in line. And then I drove again to another company that is no longer with us, Toys R Us, and waited in line and ended up getting my Switch in line for uh, at the Toys R Us. What time did you end up getting there at Target to miss out by one? I, see, I was hesitant because I, I can't remember. I think I was working. I was either working uh, midnights or, or something. I was working some kind of weird shift, so I wasn't sure. So I either like went home and I slept and then I either set an alarm and I was hesitant on it. I can't remember what time exactly. But then I was like, so the, uh, the target was right down the road. The the uh, 
Toys R Us was actually in Charlotte. So I had to drive to sh- like South Charlotte for that. And uh, I luckily I was a little hesitant, but they I saw them wheel a shopping cart. They had a quite a bit. I think they ended up having like 15 of the multicolor Joy-Con uh, versions and then 15 of the gray ones. And then they ended up handing out tickets and we, we got in there and uh, was able to get one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered my switch from GameStop. Unfortunately, I, I, I wasn't able to get a pre-order from Best Buy. So I did have to pre-order from the GameStop across the street and uh you know just got there about an hour early because i had a pre-order it wasn't that big of a deal but um my my big story that i talk about all the time was for the gamecube my uh my grandma and i uh we we lined up at a toys r us we got there it was snowing remember november 18th oh yeah 2000 and uh was it 2001 november 18th 2001 it was uh snowing like crazy outside it was fucking cold uh you know the weather has you know when you think back about like when we were in high school and how often it used to snow in like november or december the weather has really changed because, you know, what is it? February 8th and the snow and ice storm we're seeing in Northeast Ohio right now is literally like the second or third one that we've only seen this year. Like the weather has changed drastically. It really, oh, really yeah. has. But um, my my grandma and I got to Toys R Us at the Eastwood Mall, the one that was next to that old ass, you know, cheap movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> literally got there at 2 a.m. and we were the first people there. And we sat in our car listening to Christmas music with the heat blasting seat warmers on. And uh, somebody else pulled up and went and stood by the door. So I was like, oh, no. So then my grandma and I started taking turns like we would just go on shifts like I'd stand outside for a half hour and then go back in the car. And then she would stand outside for a half hour and then go back in the car. And like we literally just did that. And then I think it was right around 6 a.m. Like you said, somebody came um, and when, when, you know, the, the store was set to open it, I think, eight or nine. But at 6 a.m., the manager got there to get everything ready for the launch and put stuff on tables. And he came out and passed out uh, like. He's like, do you know, do you want the indigo, which was the purple or do you want the black? And then he gave the, you know, everyone a corresponding ticket. And I I obviously picked the purple one because it's the better GameCube. (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, but at that point, we were able to uh, leave line if we wanted to. But we didn't because they didn't pass out tickets for games. So I still wanted to have, you know, the best option of getting games. So we literally kept just, you know, taking turns in line. And then when the store opened, it was it was so easy. But I missed that kind of stuff. Like it's experiences like that that are just so much fun. But I I, and I I, I don't know that I'll ever do it again, but I I really do want to do that again. I just don't being in the industry, being, you know, you know, having these consoles on day one is so important to me that I almost feel like a pre-order is necessary to ensure that we can keep doing our job correctly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, like I said, I missed out on Target. I was literally the 13th in line when they handed out 12 tickets. You know, I mean, I driving around the city trying to get your PS5, your Xbox X. I mean, yeah, it's pre-ordering. The kids got it so easy nowadays, man. We talk about this every once in a while. They got it. You know, you talking about standing out in the snow with your grandma. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a video game console. I remember, I remember doing midnight releases, going to GameStop oh, and doing yeah, midnight man. releases, man. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it, it's so cool. And it, it, it sucks that, you know, people, you know, that are now getting into video games can't kind of, I don't know, because then you, you meet people in line. I remember, you know, the stories you'd have in line talking about like this game. You know, I think actually a few times we would bring 
up, uh, I would bring up Earthbound and, you know, cause I didn't know a whole lot of people that knew what Earthbound was and you'd find somebody in that line and you would talk about it for hours. It would help pass the time. Uh, it was just so many great memories from standing in line, freezing, waiting for your video game console. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I just, oh dude, such good memories, such good I memories. Know. But, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as they announced those pre-orders for the Xbox Series X and as soon as they announced the pre-order for the PlayStation 5, I'm going to have to pre-order. Like I will pre-order and I, I because of the sh- potential shortage, I will say potential shortages because we're not sure if it is going to affect the uh, release dates. We're not sure if it is going to affect the actual amount of consoles that are going to be produced for this holiday season. But I recommend if you can pre-order on Amazon, do pre-order on Amazon, but also pre-order locally because Amazon is very willing to even if you pre-order, you know, just ask Frank who gets screwed over all the time by Amazon. I've been screwed (laughs) over by Amazon before, too. Like they're willing to delay pre-ordered people, even if they were pre even if you pre-ordered, you know, look at the fiasco with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic and all this kind of stuff like Amazon will delay pre-orders. They will you know, they just it feels like they pick at random who gets it and who doesn't. So what I would say is if you can pour it on Amazon because it's easier and it'll just ship it right to your house. But at the same time, go to a Best Buy or go to a GameStop and pre-order locally, you know, put the $50 down that they require, because as long as you get a pre-order there, you're guaranteed to get one because they only take the amount that they know for sure they're going to get. Amazon, it feels like, takes pre-orders until oh, they just yeah. literally like, forever. Yeah. Like, they just take pre-orders to take pre-orders. GameStop and Best Buy have a, a much better idea of how many they're going to get on day one and, you know, pre-ordering there, at least, you know, like when they announce pre-orders because I do work from home I'll probably just take Jessica to work and go literally stand outside like that's that's going to be my standing outside it's going to be for the pre-orders <laughs> not for the actual console but for the pre-orders so we actually did that for the pre-orders for the switch we um you know because when I said I do was trying to do it at Best Buy that was at midnight because they they were doing it there GameStop wasn't opening until I think the next morning we got to GameStop at like 7 a.m. and we're like the sixth or seventh in line and okay. uh you know they ended up taking I think 20 or 30 pre-orders for the switch that day so uh, i do have the multicolored switch but i will yeah, have an animal cro- I we'll have an animal crossing one as well but that's going to nice. be jessica's switch <laughs> <laughs> well you get the pro though here in a few months well a year who knows yeah i definitely i like i said i definitely will be uh, getting the pro and it just man it's going to be so interesting what's going to happen with animal crossing like i said i'd be willing to start over if i could take everything with me that's the thing because it's true yeah because i you know i would want my furniture and you know having to pay off nook again to rebuild my house you know buy a year's time I'll probably have enough bells saved that I could just pay off the house again in the new Animal Crossing on the new Switch Pro in literally like what a day's time or something like that it would take no time at all because I just already have the money so it just would suck having to refill um, yes like if there's like a museum type of a uh, man, DC is killing it right now. They looks like they're a much better team than Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking XFL news, breaking XFL news. DC just scored again. So what are they? Uh, 31 to Seattle's 19. And it's the yeah. 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um but uh, yeah, you know, having to do something maybe similar to like a museum where you have to fill the fish and the paintings and the insects all having to redo all that crap would be annoying. Yeah. But I guess it would actually make the game playable again for another year because you have to redo all that stuff. Gameplay, yeah, your uh, playtime. It definitely would stretch that out. Yeah. But man, I don't know. Like, I, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know that I'd want to start over because then I what if I fall in love with some of my animals? 
locals that are in the village and I, I can't take them with me. Hey, no, no. Yeah, it's uh man, that'd be rough. Be so rough. I really do hope they just let you transfer your village like that's the easiest solution. Right. Why, why they why, why they wouldn't let you if it's it should be tied to your Nintendo ID. That's what exactly. it should be tied to. Yeah, it should not to a console because then, OK, what if I trade in my switch to get the switch pro which i am going to do and then they want to buy animal crossing now they are locked to my town oh very that's that's interesting i didn't think about that it should be it should be the fact that it's tied to your nintendo id that's the simplest solution nintendo always has to overcomplicate things like just make it to your nintendo id so that way it doesn't matter what switch you're playing on you have access to your town like just give me a freaking break guys like that that's just so stupid <laughs> Anyway, uh, we we've sidetracked so often from what yes, this was originally yes, supposed did. to be, but that's OK. That's what makes it fun. Sometimes the coronavirus sucks. Keep an eye on the news. Keep an eye on, you know, obviously, if there is end up uh, if there does end up being any delays for next generation or anything for the coronavirus, we'll obviously report about it on LumbleDogGames.com. We'll obviously report about it on uh, the Maximal podcast. We'll be discussing this and following it closely over the next several weeks and months. But uh, yeah, could be a major issue come later this year. So really good. Really good. But that music right there means it's time for a little. Oh, yeah. Kickstart my heart. And boy, do we have a fun one this week, baby. I'm so glad we get to talk about this one. And I'm really sad that uh, that Kyle's not on the show for this one because he already told me he's buying uh, the physical copy on PlayStation 4 for this one. Uh, We have a Platinum Games game, baby. I love Platinum Games. Obviously, Nier Automata, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Everything Platinum does is, is so much fun bayonetta come on they're just the masters of action games and we have a classic superhero action game by the name of the wonderful 101 except this time it's the remastered version and you know obviously we talked about the wii a little earlier this is one of the uh the last holdouts from the wii u that is yet to be ported over to the nintendo switch uh obviously nintendo didn't want to do that themselves so platinum took it into their own hands they went to kickstarter.com and they put a remastered version of the wonderful 101 up there and the cool thing is that it's not just coming to switch it's also coming to uh pc and playstation 4 because the stretch goals have been reached for that which we'll talk about here in a minute the stretch every stretch goal has literally been smashed almost (laughs) yeah it's insane yeah this game is blowing up but before we talk about the goal and how much money it's made and the stretch goals let's talk about what is the wonderful 101 in case you didn't know what that was the wonderful 101 is a unite action action adventure game developed by platinum games directed by action game luminary hideki kamiya and originally released on the nintendo wii u in this game, players take control of the Wonderful Ones, heroes from all over the world chosen to defend the Earth from all manner extraterrestrial threats. When the peaceful Blossom City comes under attack by alien invaders, Wonder Red, Wonder Blue, and the rest of the Wonderful Ones suit up and unite to save the world. The Wonderful 101 Remastered will be released on Nintendo Switch with versions for other platforms becoming available via Stretch Goals, which as we mentioned were already reached. They also plan to add a host of amazing extras as Stretch Goals are met, with the goal of making the Wonderful 101 Remastered the definitive depiction of the hero's exploits. So... What's really cool is that uh, physical copies of the Wonderful 101 Remastered will be distributed as backer rewards that are going to include a special backers-only Kickstarter-exclusive cover. Additionally, backers to this game will receive DLC unlocked via stretch goals for free instead of having to uh, pay for them later, which is kind of cool. So the Wonderful 101, as the uh, Kickstarter campaign mentioned, originally came out on the Wii U. And I will say that I did play. I actually rented it from Family Video. I don't know if you have any Family Videos down there where you are, Dan, but I'm sure you remember them from uh, from Living in 
Canton, Ohio. Yeah, but uh, I remember. I re- rented the Wonderful 101 from a family video on Wii U and played the crap out of it. Absolutely love the Wonderful 101. I'm a huge fan of Platinum games, though. So anything that they generally put out, I'm, I'm, I'm there for. But the Wonderful 101 is an incredible game. And if you missed out on it on the Wii U, I think this is a no-brainer. I think, you know, backing this, uh, what is it? The the cheapest tier to get in is 36 US dollars, get you a digital release of the Wonderful 101 Remastered on your platform of choice. At $41, an additional five extra dollars, you get a physical copy of the game on your platform of choice. And they're saying this is going to be uh, released April of 2020. So literally in just, uh, what, two months time, yeah, this game is already going to be out. I saw that, how quickly it's going to be estimated delivery is crazy. Yeah, which means they've probably already been working on it behind the scenes and they just needed the money to, uh, you know, to make the physical copies and that kind of stuff. But what's funny is that they literally were only looking for, you know, <laughs> just shy of 50,000 US dollars. Yeah. And, you know, this is in, um, what is this in? I think this is in, uh, yeah, this was originally done in yen. So uh, they were looking for 49,430 US dollars. It's currently sitting at 1.485 <laughs> million. So just shy of 1.5 million US dollars on Kickstarter. So they blew past their goal. That 50,000 US dollars was probably just what they needed to make the physical copy, you know, to pay for the manufacturing costs and, and cover that. I have a feeling the game is done, which is why they're going to be able to get it out so fast. Yeah. But um, yeah, 250,000, you know, when that when we blew past that, that guaranteed the PC version. 500,000 guaranteed the PS4 version. Uh, Time Attack was guaranteed at 1 million, which is going to be a speedrunner type thing. Uh, like I said, we're just shy of 1.5 million. At 1.5 million, we're going to get Luca's first mission, a brand new 2D side-scrolling adventure starring a young hero. That's going to be really freaking cool because that's going to be something that wasn't in the original game. And then at 1.75 million, which I'm guaranteeing will also hit that. I would imagine. They're going to remix the soundtrack featuring a secret special guest that they've yet to reveal, which has me very excited. And if you look, uh, it stops there, but there's plenty of room for additional um, stretch goals that look like they're faded out and will yeah. uh, be revealed in time. <laughs> yeah, you probably here shortly. I mean, the way I think since recording, it's already gone up three or four thousand dollars. Yeah, like literally every freaking minute, every hour, this thing is just going up and up and up. Uh, it's currently sitting at twenty two thousand nine hundred and thirty one backers. Still twenty six days to go as a time of recording. So literally over three weeks. And it's already, just like I said, just out of about 1.5 million. So uh, I think this is easily going to surpass 2 million. I could easily see it, you know, getting to 2.5 million even. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Platinum Games decides to add, because it looks like they're adding stretch goals every either 250,000 or 500,000. So they'll probably be something at 2 million, then maybe something at 2.25 million, and then maybe something at 2.5 million. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see what they decide to do. If if they add a ton of stuff, then this game is a definite buy for me as well. Even though I've already played the game, you know, that Luca's 2D side-scrolling mission that they're adding at 1.5, that's enough right there to get me intrigued to buy the game again. So... Like I said, I know Kyle's in. He's getting the PS4 version. I myself, I'll probably either get the Switch or the PC version. But what about you? I know you play some type of action games. What are you thinking on this? I feel like this would be a fun Switch game, but I feel like it might look maybe a little bit better on the PS4. I probably would assume that it would look and maybe even run better on probably, PS4. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'd probably lean towards a PS4 version. Yeah. This looks, I don't know, man. Like, it just, it looks so good. It uh, does. I, I, I'm really excited that... Uh, uh, that we're getting this done and that these companies, you know, these developers are taking things into their own hands when these studios are reluctant 
to, you know, I shouldn't say studios, when the, these publishers like Nintendo are reluctant to, you know, put something out like this. And I'm surprised that they weren't willing to fund the uh, the port of the Wonderful 101 because did they, it was a very popular game. Did they know that they would have this kind of backing? I mean, was there? I don't a, think so. You know, I don't think I mean, so. Yeah. Holy smokes. That's I highly don't think so, because this has just been, like I said, it's blown up oh. on Kickstarter. And I love and we actually have the next few weeks of Kickstart My Heart already uh, determined. Like, you know, we actually uh, have several Kickstarters on there right now that are just blowing up on, on the website. And it's going to be fun getting to talk about these on the show. So uh, keep, keep an ear out for, for what we have over the next few weeks, because we got some good Kickstart My Hearts. But yeah, check this out if you're interested. Again, it was a, a Wii U game, but I do think it's worth playing through again if you loved it. And if you've never played it, it's a no brainer. Kickstarter.com. The name of the game is The Wonderful 101 Remastered. But Dan, unfortunately, we're coming to the close of the show this week. It's been fun. I'm glad it was just the two of us this week because I've done a two person show with everybody now. You know, obviously, Frank and I did several two person episodes until uh, until the beginning of 2019 when we brought Sean in. Sean and I have done, I think, two uh, two man episodes. Kyle and I have done several two man episodes. And now you and I have done a two man episode. It has. It's been a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. You know, as I'm to, you know, uh, the max level and new to podcasting in general, I was a little nervous, you know, uh, but it has, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I like the, we got sidetracked a little bit, you know, talking, reminiscing about game stops and waiting in line and, you know, Toys R Us and all that stuff. And it's, it's been fun. That's the beauty of podcasting, man. There, even though, even though I, 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 you know, I, I, I probably put more work into podcasting than, than most people. I have literally entire scripts laid out, but even though we, we do have a general rundown of what we're going to talk about and all that kind of stuff, getting sidetracked and going on tangents and just reminiscing and talking about random ass shit. That's what makes podcasting fun because it's just, it's a conversation between you and I, and it's just, you know, we're letting everyone else get to hear it. That's what's fun. <laughs> it, it is a lot. You're absolutely right. I mean, it is. And it, it's also nice that something like this has brought us, you know, uh, back together, you know, because we went yeah. to high school together, you know, and, you know, the nice thing, you know, that we've got to, you know, uh, become in touch again more. And, you know, I've been able to kind of help you, you know, grow this. And it's helped me, you know, rekindle my flame for uh, for video games. And I, I absolutely love it. And I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be able to do something like this. For sure, man. And I appreciate you, you know, uh, well, I think it was I think you reached out to me when you started streaming on Twitch. Yes. And uh, uh, which was awesome because, you know, even though, like you said, you and I went to high school together, we've remained in touch sporadically yes, but it wasn't correct. like I it wasn't like I talked to you on a regular basis I think kind of like much like Frank and I who you know were really brought together through music you and I also share a lot of music similarities and oh, yeah. uh, we you know anytime we would talk we'd just be like sending each other like new bands that we found or new songs that were fun to listen to uh, we'd so, be uh, yeah. tagging each other on Facebook with hey check this check this band out or check that band out yeah yeah, like literally that's how we stayed in contact but <laughs> yes, now, that, yes. now that you're with us here at level down games and you know we're you're doing all these things together it's so much fun and I'm, I'm so thankful that uh that you're willing to do all this stuff with me because it is fun like you said it's it's fun to have you here it's fun to um you know to have you a part of this and, and growing your own brand on twitch and seeing the potential that you have because i think you are you know finally really coming into your groove on twitch and, and just it's, it's fun watching you grow for, for me that. that's that's uh that's that's been doing this for a few years now and you know there's there's room for all of us to grow there's room for me oh, to grow 
Fame.com, you know, we're growing, you know, we're always learning, but it's just fun getting to see, you know, my friends actually succeed and, and have, you know, have, the, you know, have fun doing what they yes, want to exactly, do. Exactly. Because I know, I know you'd prefer to do this full time like I do and not have to work at a stupid nine to five job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't get me started. That's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> but you get the final words. Uh, Frank's not here, even though he won the Metacritic game. So what are the final words this week? Um, um, working on trying to get up to 100 followers uh, like we were talking about. Actually, I think it'll be eight months. You're close. To, You're close. I am, I'm, I'm at 85. I'm at 85. Um, just drop an alert. There's been a few listeners from the show that have come in and said they're from the show. So I, it's it's nice to be able to see that and come in and talk. And like I said, you ain't got to come in and you don't have to you don't have to chat. Just just lurking and just being there and helping support and getting those views. Uh, it means a lot to me. So just head on over to uh, www.twitch.tv slash crazed11, K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. I know Brian likes to do crazed D, crazy D. <laughs> a few just people be, have done just, that as well. And, it, just, you know, just because I'm trying to get you I'm trying to get you that uh, that sponsorship from G Fool, man. I yeah, just feel like I, I feel yes. like crazed D energy is, is, is right. better than crazed energy. <laughs> I've already got I've already got my flavor picked out. So anytime G Fuel wants to talk, I've already got it picked out. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, lurking's totally fine. But if you do yes. lurk, just just drop the follow as well, though. Yeah, drop, yes, drop please, the follow. Yes. Yeah, drop a follow. It helps me, you know, work my way up the Twitch channels and hopefully one day being in on the front page of Twitch. Man, that'd be so cool. Oh my God, it would be. That is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level Made Possible by LevelDownGames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash LevelDownGames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up Twitch.tv forward slash LevelDownGames and click that follow button. As Dan mentioned, Twitch.tv forward slash crazed11, K-R-A-I-Z-D-11, <laughs> crazyd11. <laughs> oh, give, give him those follows, give him those views, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, subscribe too. You're, you're partner, you're not partner, but you're affiliated. Subscribe. Affiliate, yeah. You got a Twitch Prime. If you got a, if you got Amazon Prime, those accounts, uh, you get a free sub every month. You know, don't let Jeff Bezos keep that. Uh, <laughs> put that money in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. We want everybody from the Maximum Podcast that listens. Because like I said, we were charting on Podbean number six this past week. So again, thank you guys so much. But that means we do have a lot of listeners that are silent, as we always know about. Come into Discord. Interact with us. We want to know all about you guys. We want to talk to every single one of you. Also, if you listen to BG Mania. Also, if you read anything on the games.com we want you in there. Yes, so join our Discord server. Uh, yeah, until next week keep gaining experience until you reach max max level level baby yeah just the two of us i know man it's crazy i was nervous but i'm glad eminem just the two of us remember that song from his uh first what was it first or second album Uh, yeah i see he just shadow dropped another album yeah, and it's actually pretty good. Well, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's all right. Uh, but this just goes to show we don't need Frank. We he don't. doesn't need to be no. here. <laughs> he's not going to win Metacritic this, this weekend. No, we don't need Frank. Thing. No, we need Kyle. Need Kyle has a lot of good things to say, and obviously we need Sean because Sean's got the sounds. But Frank? No, we need Frank. Frank, Frank brings the dumbass comedy. <laughs> uh, we love you, Frank.
yeah.